0: Often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap Box Slap Box. Welcome to the Slap Box Podcast. This is episode five hundred five. I'm your host, Josh Albrecht. Sitting inside the Slapbox penthouse yet again. Still no Adam Jones, Gibson Les Paul Standard in my hands. Damn shame. Damn shame. Damn, damn, damn shame. But, you know, I'm keeping on, keeping on. Finally watched, uh, got to see, uh, first two weps of Better Call Saul. Maybe I'll get to that in a minute, but that was some good shit. <laughs> oh, good, 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 good shit. Speaking of Adam Jones, though, I was just, I I am, like, getting, I, I'm so bad at, like, uh, I, you know, I just want the damn thing already, and, uh. It's really hard to get right now. And uh I find myself Google searching Adam Jones Les Paul standard on uh, like a relentless basis as uh I <laughs> I'll refresh like daily several times the uh old uh that that search and I'll check different stores uh and see if anybody has any stock. Of it anywhere. And uh, it's, I mean, it's nonstop. It's just like a, <laughs> I, even though they told me that it wouldn't be until uh, July. And uh, I mean, I haven't kept bugging them about their musician's friend where I ordered it. Uh, but I'm hoping, you know, that it gets in stock before then. Like, that's, that's far away, man. That's far, far away. And uh, oh, I'm looking at a picture of it right now. The box, the the uh, case that the guitar comes in. Which I'm not crazy about the all black case. I prefer, I mean, after seeing the custom shop case, ah, that thing's a thing of beauty. It's got the silver burst on the case. <laughs> I'm looking at the case candy. There's not a whole lot of case candy in the, the, stan- the standard one. But uh, they do give you a strap. That's kind of nice. I do, uh, I mean, I I just want the guitar. I don't really give a shit about the (laughs) case candy and all that. Uh, But I saw this Chibson on here uh, looking at the the store when I was doing one of my many uh, refreshes on the Google search here. And, like, on the bottom of this page, there's a Chibson. Oh, i got to find that again. A Chibson... uh, Oh, here it is. Chips and Adam Jones custom Shop one. And man, they just tried to get, like, I think the big thing is they tried to do the cover and they, d- <laughs> uh, they didn't do a very good job. Uh, the color looks off. It's just kind of greenish. Uh, but they <laughs> it bugs me that they could have done a few things, like, to make it look a little bit more like, I mean, this is like a cheap Cheap fucking copy. Like they did not try this Chipson on AliExpress. Of course, I mean it's a and It's not going to be real accurate. But they could have done some minor things to make it look slightly more like the Adam Jones. Uh, like they put a fucking pick guard on it. Fucking Adam Jones doesn't use a fucking pick guard on his it. Les Paul. What the fuck, Chip Chipson? Although usually the Gibson's actually have a Gibson, they put the Gibson uh, logo on the headstock. This is, has a blank headstock, so I don't know that. I mean, maybe it's made in China. Maybe I mean it's Alibaba, so I'm guessing it's China. But they they're not passing it off as a Gibson. But they they don't have they don't have the pick guard. They don't have the uh, bridge pickup uncovered, like Adam Jones does. And they didn't reverse the pickup uh, in the uh, neck there, like Adam Jones does. And those are things that wouldn't really cost any money. I'm not saying like put like decent pickups in it, but you could have made it look more like it just by doing those like simple cosmetic things there. And why the fuck do you have a pick guard on it? <laughs> I I do not like pick guards unless Paul's. And you put the extra screws in the body for the pick guard. Just not a fan. Not a fan. And, like, they have the plastic covering over the uh, pickup switch, which on the, uh, it's all just metal on the Adam Jones Standard and the Custom Shop, I do believe. They did teardrop the, the uh, sunburst on the back, which the, you don't get that on the uh, Standard model. They did a good job on making the back of it look like the Custom Shop one, got to say. Other than that, I mean, but what do you want for three hundred dollars fake guitar? <laughs> I mean it's a guitar I imagine it works i i <laughs> uh, I mean, it's almost tempting to i mean I don't have the money to buy this chipsin here, but uh, it would be interesting to try- to try it out. I wish I could just try it, and you know ordering that, I would imagine it would probably take longer to get that than the uh <laughs> or about as long as it possibly may take me to get the actual Gibson that I've ordered but uh <laughs> I wouldn't want to wait for a piece of shit guitar uh mm, but uh oh Shelly's messaging me but uh <laughs> <coughs> anywho uh so yeah, still still no guitar, but I've been working on learning some uh, more Tool songs. So hopefully I'll be ready for the moment I ever get this damn thing. I was uh, speaking of when I was looking at uh when some of these stores would get restocked cuz again, I fucking I am constantly uh Oh, sorry. <laughs> Send me a picture of our, our friend JR and uh, his son's going to prom. The uh, Shellys sent me this picture and holy shit his son is like a complete doppelganger of his dad. It's it's crazy. I mean, like exact replica. Fuck. Okay. That is that that's going to weird. JR's a huge tool fan. He's uh he's been to a lot of tool shows. He usually gets the good seats, part of the tool army. Like every tool concert I go to, JR's there somewhere. <laughs> he's a big fan. Uh that is that is crazy that uh Jr is uh That is an exact replica. That is what a chipson should exp- <laughs> uh, aspire to do. <laughs> To have that exact of a replica. Uh. Ugh. <laughs> cool. Ugh. But uh, anyway, <laughs> that was like a little, little sidetracked there. There's uh, I'm surprised. That's a crazy. We never had the juror on uh, the old podcast. It would have been, he's, he's, I'm sure got some good stories. I think he's probably had like backstage passes at tool shows and stuff. And I'm sure he's got a story or two to tell or, or 30. I don't know. But, uh, uh, back to, uh, back to me. (laughs) What I was saying. Anyway, the, uh, I digress way too much. And uh I was when I was doing the refresh on these searches, I most of these sites that you go to, Sweetwater, Musician's Friend, Music Zoo, all these sites that uh are uh, online that sell this guitar, um, don't usually. They just say reserve now when it comes to this Adam Jones, and they don't give you any kind of idea when it shall come in stock. Now I did see on Anderton's Music that's a very well-known uh music shop in England. Uh they have a great YouTube channel and uh they've got they do a series like Sound Like series where they've done uh they'll do it either where they're busting the bank where they go and they go through the store and pick out the most expensive gear Possible to to match set artists like Tool or Soundgarden or who have whoever uh, Black Sabbath. There's there's some good ones on there, and uh, they did do Tool on there. They go by busting the bank, so they grab the most expensive gear to get the most exact match of tone. And uh, <coughs> it's it's a dangerous one for me to watch a lot because I'm like fuck. I need to buy this. <laughs> it's an effective channel it is an effective sales tool um, but uh, they also do uh, a, a sound like series where they also do it on a budget so they go like as cheap as they go they can while also still getting as close as possible to that tone and uh, it's I mean if you're into guitar it's, it's a great channel but anyway Anderton's Music they have their own website where you can order online I believe in you can have them sent uh oh, Shelley just mentioned to me that he's going to Game One of the Stanley, the Stanley Cup. It's not quite the Stanley Cup. The Stanley Cup playoffs here, uh, <laughs> whatever. It's the Blues Game One, and oh, that's nice. That's nice. That's that's something. Um, oh, I hope they play Gloria that night. But anyway, Andertons—they uh, at least on their website—they give you kind of an estimate as to when they will get some in stock. They say on their site, last I checked anyway, they were saying about three months. Would you put put it right at the, about the same time that musician's friend told me with July as a restock. But other than Anderton's, the only other site that I have seen that uh, gives you any kind of idea when they will restock is... uh, Shit, I'm blanking. Uh, (laughs) American Musical Supply, I believe is the one. Yeah, American Musical Supply. And... uh, they actually say they're very specific on when they expect to get more stock. And they actually say April 28th. But I realize, you know, just because they're getting stock in at April 28th doesn't mean that a musician's friend will get it in April 28th. But I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm hoping they end up getting stock around that time because I, I still feel that uh, my gear advisor over there, Carol, that she just because she, she gave me several different dates originally and stuff to when that it just didn't seem like she would just real sure on when that was going to happen. And since they gave, like, a very specific date on American Musical Supply, I feel like, you know, maybe that's just Gibson's going to do, refill, like, several people with orders. But again, you know, I guess it depends on who ordered first from Gibson to be able to uh, get that restock. And I guess, you know, their American Musical Supply is probably next on the list. The 28th is next Thursday. And unfortunately, I didn't order it from American Musical Supply. (laughs) It's a damn shame. Damn shame. Uh, But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's... It would be so awesome. I keep, like, every time I come home, I drive up uh, after work into the driveway. I get out of my car and uh, walk up to the front door just to see if, you know, there's a big guitar package (laughs) sitting in the front. Which I would hope, though, that, you know... with it being such a expensive instrument that uh, they would only deliver once you know, when I'm home. Also, uh, <laughs> give me a heads up that it's on the way. That would be nice, and I'd hurry the fuck home. I'd be like, get there. I'd be like, hell yeah. I'd call. You know, I might have to leave work and be like, look, I'm not feeling hot. I gotta go. <laughs> Although I'd probably just be honest. Look, I gotta. I have a guitar very expensive guitar being delivered and uh can't leave that one outside so got to make sure I'm there it's uh but uh that that day hasn't come yet hasn't come uh anyway so uh <laughs> i was going to talk about uh the uh tucker carlson uh i don't want to get real political here but uh <laughs> He's putting out this documentary that I guess, like, I don't think he... Well, he didn't really make the documentary. I guess he produced it, so he put up the money for this documentary uh, called End of Man. as uh, You know, there's so many fellas out there that are, you know, afraid of... Uh, You know that men are just they being attacked and uh, taken down. That it's an assault on men. They were losing our testosterone. You know they got to get it back. Uh, man. There's a documentary on. That. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh, there's I guess a couple of different documentaries called "The End of Man" or "The End of Men." What? The, uh, let's see here. But uh, the <laughs> man, if the just watch if if you just go on YouTube and like "End of Man," maybe Tucker Carlson and search that in, and just to find the trailer of this thing, uh. I got, I'm going to watch this trailer again, just to give me, it's like, it's just so great. Uh, but, but what it is is like, you know, it's like the bro, it's for bros. It's for the bro clans. So I know muffin man, he's a, <laughs> he can't stand the bro, bro shit, but, uh, like, you know, and, uh, this is a <laughs> they actually call, um, this guy I guess he's one of the main ones behind this documentary, but Tucker Carlson like interviews him on Fox News, of course. And he's talking about uh oh you know what? I'm just gonna pull I gotta pull up the clip on YouTube, get some audio here. Yeah, why why let me describe it when I could just <laughs> get some great audio, maybe give you a little uh <laughs> backstory. Holy fucking shit. Um this is oh, it's just so so great. Um you know, because there's the, the 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 far right, and you get into like Fox News and stuff. There's very you know, very much like anti-gay stuff, and that there's, they're you know, fucking with uh, the, the the uber uber macho man man is you know. Going by the wayside, they're being destroyed, and I guess we need to get back to uh. I don't know, chopping wood, shirtless. <laughs> wiping our asses with sandpaper. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't know how uh, exactly more masculine we need to be, but apparently according to them, we need to be more masculine. And uh, this is uh... a, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, maybe it is just end of man um, or men, not man. I, th- I, See here. <laughs> Let's see. Tucker Originals. Tucker Carlson Originals. It's a uh, Where's the I just wanted to watch. Oh, here we go. Here's the trailer. This is End of it's End of Men. Men plural, not man. Okay. I was way off. My apologies. <laughs> Uh, I get some sound here going on. This is hopefully not a commercial beginning out. I mean, this is a commercial watching this fucking trailer. Oh There's a YouTube TV commercial. Not a sponsor, so I'll cut the audio on that one. But here we go. Here's Oh man (sighs) Well I gotta start this over. Hold on a second. Read what it says. In ages past, a cycle began. Hard times made strong men. Strong men made good times. There's a missile, there's a guy thrown a javelin. Uh, the guy's in the shorty shorts. It's pretty great. It's, uh, all guys with like no hair. There's uh, a guy milking a cow that doesn't have a bucket underneath. He's not collecting the fucking YMCA. I mean, it's so hilarious. There's a guy standing there, and he's red-lighting his balls. He's tanning his balls. There's a guy chopping lumber, shirtless, not a fucking hair on his body except for on the top of his head. It is the guy drinking (laughs) raw eggs. There's another guy standing in front of red lights naked. It's, uh... (laughs) <laughs> I feel like they're trolling Tucker Carlson at this point. Like this is, it's so funny that this is <laughs> like, like somebody trolled him with this. I mean, this is clearly like, I mean, it's homoerotic porn. It's, fa- it's fantastic. It is. <laughs> They're saying we're not manly enough. It's so fucking great. It's... (laughs) This is the stuff behind the uh, don't say gay bill. Like, they're afraid. Don't teach. Don't groom our children. But watch this film how you need to be more manly and love the man body and how fucking hard it is and how hard it should make you. But don't say gay. (laughs) Oh, shit. I mean, it is. These guys, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the, the guys that made this documentary for him, they got to be like somehow like trolling him. They, I mean, it's... <laughs> uh, the end of men. <laughs> The, I'll play this little bit here too, where uh, I can, well, hopefully can find it. Kid Rock is on the program when the, like Tucker's breaking it down with a guy. I guess the guy that uh, was making this documentary, and uh, he talks about. I hope this is the right bit. Put um, uh, this down. I like <laughs> Kid Rock is on there. Whatever they're talking about. Uh, testicle tanning and all that. Um, damn it, this isn't the clip. This is not the clip. Um, that's got to be good. Tucker Carlson's clip with What is a Woman? This is uh, <laughs> uh, I can't find it. Hmm. This is, uh, I mean, definitely. I mean, that was, you can't get more like gay porn with that trailer. I don't know what the documentary is like, but I mean, it is just like, let's fuck men and enjoy it. It's so great. It is so good. <laughs> I feel like I'm back at JJ's bar in uh, St. Louis across the street from the old uh, Ikea. It's fantastic. I want to go hang out with these dudes, go play some pool, have a couple of drinks. <laughs> There's no way the cut that more than half of those guys in that uh, that trailer at least are extremely gay. <laughs> if they're if they don't if they're not, man, they're lying to themselves. It is Damn. Uh, <laughs> uh damn it, I wish I could find the Kid Rock bit. Because Kid Rock, like, he's trying to. Tucker Carlson's talking seriously about it. And, uh, there's, uh. <laughs> uh no. There's, uh. Damn it. Is, uh, I gotta. Man, I'm I gonna have to, I guess, find a clip of it here on another show. And let's see here. I got uh Kimmel. I'll have to find the clip, but holy fucking shit. It is so good. So good. And oh, here we go. Here we go. I'm going to find it. Is this, or no, this isn't right. Shit. It's, uh, damn it. <laughs> Uh, Let's see here. Here we go. There's a closer look. Here we go with uh, Seth Myers. Let's see here. Oh, sweet. I got the closed captions on. That works good so I can uh, (laughs) tell when. Oh, this should be it. This should be it. Hopefully I have a just find the fucking. Here we go. Here we go. Let's.
1: expressed concern that, among other things, testosterone levels among men were declining, and interviewed a guest who proposed an interesting solution. If you want to optimize and take it uh, to another level, expose yourself to red light therapy. Yes. This guy doesn't um, have any the hair, The um, That we were using in the documentary. There's a massive amount Which of... It's ed- testicle tanning. It's testicle tanning, but it's also uh, (laughs) full-body red light therapy, Uh which has massive... Full light. Don't worry, we cover the whole body. ...data out there um, (laughs) that isn't being picked up on or covered. So, obviously, half the viewers right now are like, what? That's testicle tanning? That's crazy. But my view is, okay, testosterone levels crash and nobody says anything about it. That's crazy. So, why is it crazy to seek solutions? It's not. Clearly, Donald Trump has already tried it. I also... (laughs) I also like that Tucker says half of his viewers will think testicle tanning is crazy. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that if you're tuning in to watch a Tucker Carlson special on Fox's streaming service titled The End of Men, you might be down to clown with just about anything. (laughs) I would venture half his audience was saying, I have to try that, and the other half was saying, testicle tanning, tell me something I don't know. I expose my nuts to red light therapy every day. Sometimes I just... Drop them straight into the toaster and let them warm up for a few seconds. If you know if you really want to be an elf man, you just gotta stick your entire junk in the microwave and put it on popcorn mode. That's they did just, that on
0: uh, South Park.
1: I mean, you're advanced. <laughs> it's so insane. Even Kid Rock.
0: Oh, this is great. I was trying to find well, for this. For
1: some here. reason, was a guest on this special or whatever it was. He Couldn't looks very high, around. too. By the way. Dude, stop testicle tanning. Come on. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard anything open, that good in a long your, time. Open I'm your starting, mind, Bobby. I'm st- don't you think at this point, when so many of the therapies, the paths they've told us to take, have turned out to be dead ends that have really hurt people, why wouldn't open minded people seek new solutions?
0: <laughs> open minded. I, I would, what the hell is going on in this world? I'm not even sure if I understood that question. Um... <laughs>
1: <laughs> when you've lost Kid Rock. The best part is they laugh about it, like it's a joke, but then Tucker doubles down and says, no, seriously, why not consider it? Hell, why stop at red light therapy? Maybe in addition to light, your testicles need air, which we could generate using windmills. (laughs) And also, even if there was some sort of massive global testosterone crisis, is it already time to resort to tanning your balls? Nothing? is crazier than a conservative second idea. I don't trust vaccines, but I'll eat some horse paste. Are there ever solutions somewhere between plan A and the craziest you've ever heard? It's like if someone said there's a bird in the house and you said open a window and they said that didn't work, so then you immediately jump to, okay, in that case, dress like a bird and slowly perform a romantic courtship with the bird in your home. When you win it's just, invite them to a romantic (laughs) evening outside in the moonlight, and then when they least expect it, boom, windmill, chop off of their head.
0: Man, that sounds like a plan to me. I mean, <laughs> I believe I talked about it in the podcast. I mean, I can't, I mean, I wouldn't do it to my junk, but I did, you know, for shits and giggles, order a laser comb <laughs> because it's supposed to help your hair regrow, which I figured probably not, you know, I figured like that's probably ridiculous, but eh, fuck it. I mean, my hair's like gone, uh, you know, a good chunk of my hair's gone anyway. I like, yeah, fuck it. No, we're not trying, you know. I I don't know. Hopefully it doesn't, you know, didn't give me cancer or something, but, uh, yeah, I don't think I'm going to tan my balls. Don't think I'm going to do that, but holy shit. You need to watch that trailer. It is, it is fantastic. It makes me want to watch the documentary. And in that clip, they didn't actually get to it in there, but, uh, (laughs) maybe, uh, cause I've seen it on other shows, but, uh, the guy there that's talking about the red light therapy actually goes, it's part of bromeopathy instead of homeopathy. It's bromeopathy like, Oh, that's going to get a lot of guys on there. That is Joe Rogan's audience and Alex Jones. They're going to fucking just, they're going to stick their dicks all in that. Get up on the bromeopathy. <laughs> that sounds legit. That sounds legit. You know, I think there's something to this uh, gaining testosterone by, Tanning my balls, cause it's part of bromiopathy. That sounds like something a doctor would name a, legit procedure. Uh, just come in. We're gonna do a little bromiopathy. <laughs> We're gonna you know cross the stream, shave our balls and tan them. It's gonna be it's gonna be a whole thing. Don't worry, it'll. Shrink your prostate, too. It's going to do wonders for you. See, that's where they probably would have gotten me, because I have an issues with the prostate and the enlargement. If they go, this shrinks your prostate. <laughs> I might have. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's fucking annoying to have to, you know, dribble after I, I piss. So, you know, be like, oh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll use that laser comb on my balls. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. That's uh. And I don't need any more testosterone. I feel like I don't need to be more of a man. I don't know that I want to. I don't know that uh I don't know that they're quite I don't like having a lot of hair. And which it's odd that these guys are saying that they're increasing their testosterone, which you would think they would be more hairy. It would be like caveman. But they're not. They are they look like they wax. I mean it is it is nice. I mean I I mean I'm not you know, I don't really uh, wanna screw around with the guy, but if I was, I'd like a one without a lot of hair. That's that's kind of the freaky thing. I remember being at the the old gay bar with uh, Danny there, uh, and uh, when it, when it got the kiss from Dan, <laughs> Danny, then or Shelley kissed me too. He was a little drunk, but like uh, the weirdest thing to me was the hair. It's like I, I I I didn't like that. You know, didn't like that the the hair on the on the face. And it's like there's just a, like a, a grittiness to like a man's lips compared to a woman's lips. And it's like eh, it's like I I actually had the thought of like why do do women want to make out with men? I'm like why would anybody want to? I'm like <laughs> Uh that already, you know, helped my self esteem. Actually, you know, I mean being at the gay bar I really did help my self esteem because dudes will let you know that if they think you're hot like immediately. There's no like playing coy. And hiding it Maybe just like uh, You know Glancing with the eyes And then quickly looking away Shit It's just like You're fucking hot Hey you wanna fuck And it's It does wonders For your uh, <laughs> For your self esteem Gotta say Gotta say Uh, But uh, Just as long as you know, you know They don't get too aggressive With it They're, You know I did have one dude Kinda I do slapped my ass Or something That was you know Started to go Maybe a little far But he was not A bad looking guy I gotta say, like I was like, oh, that is kinda <laughs> I mean he grabbed my dick. And he didn't like shove his finger up my asshole. You know? And, and you know, it's like and guys too, you know, we're used to like good games slapping each other on the ass. Not that I ever really did that, but you know, it's kinda it's bro culture. <laughs> Which I guess I was never really a, a part of, but uh, I have Fist bump before. I remember, which uh, I know it drives Muffin Man crazy. He hates the fist bump. He considers it like a bro thing. And uh, I remember going to Chicago with uh, Toddy and uh, Trebejo, and uh, we uh, went to Club uh, Excalibur, which uh, I guess it's still Club Excalibur. I haven't been there. In years now, but uh, <laughs> I think it was when we went to go see DJ Tiesto there. And uh, the guy letting us in, like, for whatever reason, he liked me for some reason. And it wasn't like I was talking a whole lot. This was before the podcast. This was before I'd shit the bed in Russia. I mean, I had accomplished nothing in life. I had I wasn't wearing anything real nice. I mean, I didn't have a tight shirt on. Back then, I wore extra baggy clothes. I don't know, it was... I don't even know if I showered that day you know maybe that's it he picked up on my my manly scent and was just like mm, yeah here's a bro and uh for whatever reason like he he's really <laughs> was the door guy I don't know if I mentioned that. it was the door guy at the club and like he he was like yeah like give it I don't remember what the fuck he was talking to with, with us about but like for some reason, uh, he really seemed to zone in on me and then like was kept like fist bumping me. I was just like, all right, yeah. And I'm just thinking like, yeah, hey, if you just want to let us in early, <laughs> this is great. I'll do this. I'll fist bump. I'll do what I got to do. I mean, I'd rather not blow you, but we've been standing out here a while. You know, things happen. <laughs> now I'm thinking, oh, shit, man, I'm having... Like flashbacks, the Netflix just put out the... John Wayne Gacy docuseries and uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. You like true crime stuff? It's a good one. You gotta watch it. Um, I wouldn't recommend watching it right before you fall asleep though. I had kind of some fucked up dreams the other night. Uh, There might have been some bodies in a crawl space. Thankfully, I don't have a crawl space here. It's just a fucking slab of concrete. There's no crawl space. Um but uh the it's it's a decent documentary and uh <laughs> i was just thinking with the sexual favors cuz he would uh he was a fucked up individual man 33 people that they know of that he killed and his house they said uh, on the documentary look i i've seen a lot of stuff on gacy but it's been a long time really so i remember a lot of stuff and i don't know that i knew everything that was in this documentary i feel like it didn't this one gets pretty involved. It's like three or four episodes long. And they mention the fact that, uh, I mean, he lived in Chicago when these murders took place. You know, um, which he may have been to Club Excalibur. I don't know if it was Club Excalibur then. Maybe it was still a church. This thing used to be a church, a massive building. Um, I'm thinking about that. Holy shit. That was maybe in some of the places where Gacy fucking picked up fellas. And then murder, well, yeah, he murdered him, I guess, at home. But uh, his house was only a thousand square feet. The fucking slap box penthouse here is like 1,400 square feet. And uh, it's not massive, but I mean, it's a good size. Good size, but I mean, a thousand square feet, that's like, like, what is it? Like two bedrooms, like smaller bedrooms, like a kitchen, I'm imagining with a a living room but it's all you know thousand square feet's like nothing that's a small fucking house and the opening to that crawl space man and then inside the house he had like 20 something bodies it's 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 just fucking it's hard to imagine man it is hard to imagine and he, had, he did have the garage on the outside which they don't count that in the square footage so he had, like, the garage on the outside. And uh, it's it's pretty fucking wild, man, watching that uh, documentary. Most of the time, the stuff that they have on Gacy, they really seem to focus in on the fact that he was uh, Pogo the Clown. That is, like, a alter ego, I guess. They really seem to really zone in on that. And uh, the fact that he would uh, be a clown, which they mention it a little bit in this documentary, but they get more in-depth, way more in-depth. Than just him being the clown because he was a part of uh the Democratic Party in Chicago, and I guess before then too, but he was very big into local politics he would like rub elbows with judges and all kinds of people he was into involved in like many different organizations and uh <clears throat> he was uh supposedly a very likable guy in like public. <laughs> Just, you know, he would uh, do fucked up shit when he'd get you alone. And uh, just a real fucked up individual. Um, Speaking of fucked up individuals, uh, I did mention earlier a little Better Call Saul, which, just to reiterate, my favorite TV show of all time is Breaking Bad. I think that is television at its finest. I mean, that is... I watched it when it originally aired. And, I mean, it was... It was almost torture, you know, waiting for, like, the next episode. I'm just so, like, pumped. I get so fucking pumped. I mean, I watched it when the, the series premiered, when the pilot came on. Because I remember hearing, like, seeing uh, advertisements for it on AMC. It was back when I actually had cable. And... uh just I love the premise of the show and to take a high school uh, teacher, chemistry teacher, and then turn him into a drug fucking kingpin. Just hearing the idea, I was like, this sounds fucking great. I'd love to see how you take, like, an ordinary uh, Joe and then have him fucking become Scarface. And I was just – I was I suckered in. I was drawn in just – and there's just so good fucking character development, like every character on that show pretty much. Like they are so developed. Like you get you know, the the first like couple episodes really it seems like there's you know very of course, you know, you don't know any of the backstories of any of these characters. But they seem kind of one-dimensional after the first, like, episode or two. But then, you know, like, like everybody kind of gets a chance to really build their characters in that time. And, like, they're so <laughs> – you almost see, like, every character in their own way, like, break bad at times. And it, it's it, – I mean, it's so – just so good. And there was so many episodes to that show – where I would get uncomfortable not knowing what was going to happen next and just like, oh, but so excited to see what was happening. Like, I remember, like, the... the fucking, uh, the... the season, uh, you know, the pilot, the season premiere, the what the show premiere, whatever, the pilot. Uh, I mean, that one was pretty epic. Uh, you got uh, Crazy 8 and all that. <laughs> where, uh, Walt ends up uh, gassing them with I believe it was red phosphorus and uh, that I mean that was pretty intense and then the fucking season 2 I believe it's like the season 2 opener they came out with the, the Tuco episode which is one of the greatest episodes ever of television <laughs> <laughs> they have uh Tuco's uncle, uh, the Tio, which Tio, I believe is how you say uncle, in, uh, Espanol, um, but, uh, Salamanca, uh, they, uh, he's, like, in the wheelchair, he's got the bell, of course, (laughs) and there's the whole scene where Walt is poisoning the fucking burrito, and then, uh, Tuco's uncle is just fucking knocking like uh, he keeps dinging to let Tuco know like hey you know something's up and he's stink eyeing Walt it's just so the, they build up the fucking the pressure in that scene and it's just so uncomfortable it's like what the fuck and Tuco's just fucking maniac it's so good and then of course Tuco gets shot by uh, by Hank the brother-in-law DEA agent it's just the twins that are uh, Tuco's cousins when they uh, go to kill Hank. And just, I mean, those are such good episodes. And it's so good to have a little bit more of that. Because when Breaking Bad ended, you know, I figured that was that was it. Because um, it was several years after Breaking Bad that Better Call Saul came out. And, you know, quite a few years after that we got El Camino. So I was like, I didn't know that I that I'd ever get to taste that sweet, sweet, sweet juice again. That that crystal blue persuasion. I didn't know that I'd ever get to taste a little bit of that again. And sure as shit, Vince Gilligan, Peter Gould, they're they're uh they're helping me out, getting me second and third fixings. It's just helpings. It's just uh so good. And this uh. Latest season and final season of Better Call Saul, um, has really—I mean, it is just straight Breaking Bad shit. Now you know it is—it is so good. You got Lalo Salamanca. Just—he's fucking great. That show and Breaking Bad—they were so good at casting. He's—I uh, don't know the actor's name that plays Lalo, but he's fucking great. And then Nacho Varga, played by Michael Mando, who is in the uh, Far Cry 3 game. He's the enemy in that, which he's fucking great in that, but he's fucking fantastic in Better Call Saul. And, of course, you get Gustavo Fring, one uh, Giancarlo Esposito. You get some more of the the Chicken Man, as well as Mike Ehrmantraut. And... uh, which uh, Jonathan Franks, I believe, is who plays him, who's also, fun fact, <laughs> he plays a cop in uh, in Gremlins. <laughs> I recently, fairly recently, watched Gremlins. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, it's fucking Mike from Breaking Bad. And uh, it, it, it's funny f- seeing that because in his, you know, backstory as Mike Ehrmantraut is that he was a cop, and then uh, he ended up becoming like a dirty cop, essentially. And then uh, <laughs> found his way to, uh, you know, working for like Gustavo. And uh, I'm just like picturing him, like in Gremlins, uh, like this is what turned him into a dirty cop. These Gremlins came to town, and you know, started fucking shit up, and he he lost his mind a little bit. And then he's just like, and that was probably around the time too that the story happened, where he talked about, I guess the scene, the you get the idea the inciting incident that really turned Mike into a bit of a bad guy was when, uh, he was saw the, uh, or, uh, there was the domestic abuse situation where, uh, the, uh, husband kept beating this wife. And then eventually, uh, <laughs> the guy, uh, like he threatened to kill the guy and at one point, but then didn't, then the guy ended up killing his wife and, uh, like, that probably happened right after Gremlins. There was the... He already had the Gremlins situation, and then, like, son of a bitch, and that was the final straw. Like, motherfucker. <laughs> Imagine this character from Gremlins. Like, is the same. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it is. It's in the same world, right? There's Gremlins in Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Somewhere in there, there's Gremlins. And you don't feed them after midnight, damn it. Or get them wet. That is definitely the same world. Um... But I, I'm really happy with these first two episodes of Saul. And they have a uh, spoiler. I mean, this is not really a spoiler. I like how I think it's the first episode. Because I watched both of them back to back. So it almost seems like one episode to me. But I think it's the first episode out of the, the gate. You get a glimpse of after everybody found everything out about Walter White. That he was Heisenberg and all that shit. Because it's they're going through... Saul's house which looks like a fucking mausoleum it looks like Tony Montana's house at the end of Scarface like I'm (laughs) there's like a golden toilet and stuff you see all of Saul's pills he's got some Viagra on the counter fucking the Colton toilet is great but I mean it looks like straight out of fucking Scarface man this like mausoleum-esque place that Saul had, which is a shame we never got to see that in Branky Bad. We just saw that fucking shitty office that he had. But, uh, the house is fantastic. Fantastic. I hope we get to see him actually get that. Like, I'm not sure how many episodes we have coming up. I'm gonna have to look that up here for a second. Uh, holy shit, man. That is... (laughs) I would like to see... I'm sure they're going to have some more better call Saul like happen in like present day after, you know, he's in Cinnabon and all that. And, uh, see him, you know, first leaving and going into witness protect. Well, not witness protection. <laughs> I mean, the cops aren't helping him. Uh, I guess it's like on the reverse side, you know, sort of witness protection from protecting you from the law. Uh, there is a uh, shit. I gotta see how many episodes there are. Do do do. Thirteen episodes. It's gonna consist of thirteen episodes. Um. Oh, so good. They got titles already for them. What the fuck? Uh, wine and roses and carrot and stick are the first two episodes. I'm just. Picturing oh, Okay They don't name all the episodes But they've got up to Number five Listed There's uh, Rockin' a Hard Place Rockin' a Hard Place Hit and Run Black and Blue Oh they do say What director Who directed what The first episode Was directed by Michael Morris. I'm not sure who He's a British te- Television director And producer I'm not familiar with him uh, Vince Gilligan The man The man behind the show. The man. Um, (laughs) Then uh, Rhea Seahorn is directing episode four, Hit and Run. That's interesting. And then uh, episode six, which is not, there's no title listed yet, but Giancarlo Esposito directed. That's some good shit. That is, I wonder if Cranston, so far Cranston's name isn't on here. I wonder if they have him direct any of uh the other episodes it'd be good supposedly i mean they have announced that Aaron Paul and Brian Cranston will be reprising their roles as Jesse and Walt so that that's that's exciting it's exciting looking forward to that and again i talked about it last week i just hope <laughs> I hope Brian doesn't fucking bring back the bald cap. Fucking shave it, man. Shave it or wear a fucking hat. Damn it. (laughs) Shave the sides, wear a hat. You got the Heisenberg hat. I'm not sure, like, what... I'm curious as to what time period Jesse and Walter can be there. Is it going to be when they first meet Saul? Kind of in the middle? Or is it going to be at the end when they... When, uh... You know, Jesse gets abducted and then Walt goes into hiding. Like what are, what are we gonna get? What are we gonna like this is gonna be interesting. I don't imagine it'll be like when Walt goes into hiding. It's gonna be I don't know. And like how much how much Jesse and Walt are we gonna get? We only have uh eleven more episodes. So it's like eh, I mean, they could still do a lot in eleven episodes, but I can't imagine Jesse and Walter are going to be a huge part of it. I'm curious, though, as to what's going to entail with their parts. And uh, and I'm also, I mean, there's so many characters in it that you watch Better Call Saul because it happens mainly in the past. You know, well, you're definitely dead. You're dead. I know you're fucking dead. (laughs) It's like most of the people. And then you get characters like Lalo Salamanca, And Nacho, which were never in Breaking Bad, but they're clearly big players in the Breaking Bad universe. And you got to imagine they're both most likely dead. And the big one, of course, what the fuck happened to Kim Wexler? (laughs) Because it seems like she really, you know, cares for Jimmy McGill or Saul Goodman, that is. And it seems hard to imagine her ever ending it with Saul unless you know does she maybe she goes to jail you know they they're into some kind of she seems more and more willing to do things that are are bad she's she's willing to break some bad And i gotta wonder does she end up in jail does she get fucking murdered like it's breaking bad world so i'm gonna guess she's unfortunately gonna get murdered and i i love Mason kim wexler this uh She's a great actress that uh, Rhea Seahorn. This is again one of the many great characters in that fucking universe. Kudos to the casting department over there. <laughs> uh I mean shit, they've just great just all great characters on like Better Call Saul too, man. I mean you got Michael McKean. Uh I don't know where uh, some of, a lot of the actors names are on there, but it's good shit. Good good shit. And uh, it gives me some excitement that I can forget about. Adam Jones, Les Paul is not here yet. I can forget about that for a little while as we got several, several weeks, 11 more weeks, I guess, of Better Call Saul. That's 11 weeks that maybe I can hold out a little more hope for the future. And then also, shit, man, Obi-Wan Kenobi if you haven't watched the trailer on that w- motherfucker, and you're a Star Wars fan, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> it is. It is coming out, uh, like end of May. And you know what? I just realized I forgot to watch Moon Knight <laughs> this week. I I have an episode of Moon Knight to watch. I've been just so focused on Better Call Saul and just working a fuck ton of hours. I totally forgot to watch Moon Knight. So. I'm going to watch that tonight. That is exciting. I was like, ooh, get a new uh, Marvel show to watch. Uh, this is uh, May 26th. Or no, wait, no. That's that's an article. Where's the uh, – that is – it's in May sometime. Uh, release date – May 27th is when that comes out. So very end of May. Memorial Day weekend, basically, is what that looks like. Or right right before. It's probably like a Friday or something. And then sometime this year we get uh, Cassian Andor. It doesn't say specify a date, but I'm excited about that one, too. I love me some Diego Luna. Fucking uh, Narcos Mexico. So good. He's so good as uh, Felix Gallardo. And... Uh, you know, the first season, or, yeah, the regular Narcos was so good, too. Of course, it has Pedro Pascal, the the Mandalorian, Dinjarin, and holy shit. There's, it'd be good to see those two together in something. I mean, they may have been in, together in something before, and, uh, you know, I just haven't seen it. But I'd like to see something more, you know, a big part with those two. As I am a fan of both of those fellas. Maybe somehow, well, I guess, trying to think time period here. No, like Din Djarin, I guess, wouldn't be around for uh, for Andor. Because, well, maybe, maybe he would be a lot younger. Because I guess that's not too many years before Mandalorian happened. So I wonder if we will get some Din Djarin and uh, come think of it. And Andor That's hmm. I did not And there is Fox He's uh, I wonder uh, Let's see here Hmm They could uh, This is uh, Yeah people are saying Do you think we'll see Dinjar appear in Casting Andor It, It didn't even occur to me I'm going to bet we probably will. I bet we do see Din Djarin, like, as a cameo. I can't imagine he'd be, like, a big part of the series. But I feel like he's probably going to be in there somewhere. I feel like maybe more likely see that than in the Obi-Wan. But then again, maybe we'll see him in Obi-Wan. I mean, he's such a beloved character now. I mean, he's fucking Mando, dude. Mando. I can't see him meeting Obi Wan and shit, though, because he doesn't know anything about the Jedi. So i I feel like it's less likely to see him in Obi Wan Kenobi series than uh, the Din, the din- the, <laughs> the Cassian Andor. Uh, it'd be nice, though. It'd be nice to have. Loan me some Din. That was my favorite episode of the Book of Boba Fett when they bring in Mando. That first episode with him, that was fantastic. He was so good. Loved that shit. Mando, Mr. Pedro Pascal. Just fan, fan, fantastic. And speaking of uh, my cat, which I was a little bit ago there, Mr. Fox, I have done something a little crazy. I did start a, <laughs> an Instagram page for him. as uh, I've gotten some kind of requests to say, hey, yeah. Uh, Maybe you should start like a YouTube or uh, Instagram forum. And, uh, yeah, I went ahead and did it. I uh, started an Instagram page for him. I've had a few people make offers to make, uh, <laughs> t- to do collabs. People that make pet products to do collaborations. But the ones that I've gotten uh, that want it seem to have more of the uh, products that are like dressing up animals. And I, I can't do that, man. I, I don't want to dress up my cat. I don't think he'd appreciate that much. And I I don't even want to put a collar on him. There's uh when I lived at uh Jackman's um their cat I believe it was Doom because they had a lot of cats. I mean I lived there for over a decade. I think it was Doom Kitty, um that they had a collar on. And didn't realize until he had—I mean—he had an allergic reaction to the collar, and his fur, like, fucking, all fell out around his neck there where the collar was. Like, I don't know what the fuck caused this reaction in the collar, but it looked painful. And like the, after that, I mean, they quit putting a fucking collar on. It was like it—it it looked painful. I mean, he was scratching it all the time, and like, oh, felt bad. And like, I—like, I don't even want to put a collar on this fella. <laughs> I definitely want to put a fucking bandana with, like, sunglasses and shit on him. He's just too cool for that, too, man. He's he's just a cool cat. I don't, uh, I could foresee him just clawing the shit out of me <laughs> if I attempted to do so as well. But there's also, uh, I'm looking at it possibly tomorrow, Sunday, uh, trimming his claws because, it, you know, clawing is a bit of an issue with him. He was tearing the fuck out of my couch still. Um i'm gonna get some go to the uh, pet store get some trimmers and attempt to uh trim his claws. I really don't know how that well that's gonna go. I messaged my uh, friend Megan and uh'cause she's you know fosters cats and such and she's of course helped me with him whenever he first appeared and uh helped me got a, uh <sighs> notify the local shelters and all that, and, you know, we got him checked out by the vet and all that good stuff, and, uh, but he has chipped now, so I don't really need a collar on him. I mean, I guess it would help to have, like, identification. I don't see him getting out very easy, though. He's, he's not the, he doesn't really try to get out much. Like, when it's nicer, he kind of, like, meows at the door, but he doesn't, he's, uh, pretty good at uh, not trying to run out, but it's hard for him to get past me, seeing as though he's missing a leg. Um, but, uh, anyway, I was going to try to trim his nails tomorrow and I was asking Megan's advice about what I should do about doing that. Cause I don't want to get bit and clawed to death while trying to trim this claws, And also I don't want to hurt him, you know, like if he's moving a bunch and that I don't want to end up like, you know, cutting the nail off the wrong part and really hurting the fella, you know? Like, I'd feel really bad about that. Um, but she sent me some links to some stuff. She suggested it, just wrap him up in a towel real tight and then, you know, just keep a paw out and, like, get the... <laughs> do it that way and that the, you, after you do it a few times, like, he should hopefully just get to the point where he'll, you know, like, next few times or whatever, just let me do it. Um, But uh, <laughs> she also, like, she sent me a link to there's a like a cot thing that'll like wrap up a cat you can get to be able to do it. And then next to that, there was this fucking helmet <laughs> that uh it looked like a space helmet, like an old school space. It looked like a fishbowl that you put over the cat's head to prevent it from like biting the shit out of you. And I'm just like imagining like, man, just trying to get this on my cat's head. Like he's going to claw and bite the shit out of me trying to put this fucking helmet on his head. Not to mention, like, I am i don't want to put a fucking helmet on his head. <laughs> that seems a bit cruel. I don't know. But uh, it's really funny looking. And there's, like, somebody, there's the picture of when selling the thing, it's this fucking cat wearing this helmet. It does have breathing holes. I should mention that. It didn't look like the cat was fucking dying from suffocation. But there's this woman, like, trimming the cat's claws while it's wearing this fishbowl, basically. Looking like it's about to go to space. <laughs> yeah, so s- tomorrow could get interesting. I don't know. I could get clawed to death. but uh, man, I, I, I do have some... Unfortunately, I've found that I've had some allergies with him. Like, I've been around cats pretty much my entire life and had very very little problems with my allergies. When I lived at Jackman's, it seemed like it did bother me a little bit. Um, but I guess as I've gotten older, it's just harder for me to, uh, deal with that shit. And with him, I've had some really bad allergies, but they say like, uh, you know, it can be different from cat to cat and what it is, it's not the cat's fur. That's the real problem. It's the saliva, the chemical, I guess, that's in their saliva. And some cats just have more of it. And then the reason why the fur is a problem is because they lick their fur and they get the saliva on the fur, and they get the dander, and the dander fucking gets everywhere. I try to keep it up, you know, but it's like, fuck. <laughs> I do let him sleep with me, which is probably a big part of the problem there. And uh, I'll let him like, lay on me and shit, so. I could be just asking for it. <laughs> I may end up just having to take allergy medication the rest of my life. but uh, Which, uh, I can't just give him away now. I mean, he's got an Instagram page. So I mean he's, uh, I got to manage that, and so it's it's you know, it's difficult. I can't just uh, abandon him now. He's, uh, but uh, that's that's pretty much all I got. And uh, you know, a whole, maybe, maybe musician's friend will get that guitar next week. So maybe I'll have some stories to talk about on that front. And uh, I I hope to do an unboxing video, and it'll be only the second video. I ever put up on YouTube is the other ones me talking about shitting the bed in Russia and it's not a very well put together video. I feel like I could do a much better job on that. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I plan to do a, an unboxing video at least and then like a sound test with the guitar over at the Muffin Mans. I want to bring the uh, uh, effects pedal board over there and I gonna bring my Epiphone. I figure... I want to get on video my first time actually playing the guitar on the and I want the first time I amp it up to be on the Marshall half stack not on my shitty little uh, practice amp I have here I want it to be loud as shit with the Marshall get the diesel VH4 pedal and the flanger and really uh, maybe slap some delay on there you know just do a, basically a tool medley, as uh, and then kind of maybe toss that in with the uh, the unboxing video, and uh, and yeah, so that's that's what I have planned for the future. And fuck, I gotta watch Moon Knight. I can't believe I fucking forgot to watch that the other night. uh I was too busy watching Gacy, I guess. So, but uh, as always, that is a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can. <laughs>